welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our weekly update, Dale. Yes, we are indeed. Always a lot going on in the Eurovision sphere. Yeah, it's really kind of kicked off for December. Um, I know we get a bit of news, but it's felt very busy in the last week, which is a good thing. The The new season is upon us. Very much so. We're only a couple of weeks away from our first national final as well. Mm. But let's Anyway, let's go over some of the stuff that did happen during the week. Of course, there was the big junior Eurovision competition. It did take place in Poland. We have a winner. That was Valentina from France with J'imagine, stormed the online vote and won the juries to take the crown. Mm. What do you think of her victory, though? Oh, I think it was, it, to me, it looked, as soon as we saw the staging concept, we even said in the podcast last week that we did <laughs> think it would win, um, and Kazakhstan was always the one that was potentially there to grab it, but I think her overall package was great, really age-appropriate, and I'm not surprised to see it do so well, particularly in the um, televote, or the online vote. Mm. A jury, I was surprised to see the win, but um, yeah. still, I, I like there was a bit of a throw to more junior, rather than these very mature ballads that have been dominating recently definitely she did win the uh jury by five points it was pretty close jury overall she edged out kazakhstan but wow she stormed that online vote at getting seven hundred and twenty-three thousand votes so fantastic there you're right we dropped spain like a hot potato as soon as we saw that uh, staging but uh other talking points coming out of junior what did you think of the show in general I thought it was a good show in general for this virtual environment. Mm. Basically, worst case scenario of Eurovision next year, the lockdown, all virtual. Um, they did a, a solid good job of that. It, it seemed so- very quick. It was oh the voting was extraordinarily quick. The pace of the whole show seemed really quick. Oh, yeah, kids have got a very short attention span, so maybe that was part of it. Um, but it shows it can be done. It still has that feel, but it's not as obviously anywhere near the 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 full version of Eurovision. Yeah, a couple of things coming out of it. That French jury vote, the last one. <laughs> yeah, basically voted for all the the ones that weren't uh, the the rivals and dropped her rival hot on that one. And I guess the other one, there was a little bit of talk about. Uh, backing vocals, assisted mm, vocals, mm, playback, etc. What did you make of that? Uh, look, it was always going to come up, and it's a really good lesson for the EBU. A lot of transparency about exactly what can be used um, because they had to spend quite a bit afterwards, even quite officially, to say what was allowed or not. Mm. It also shows that this is always going to be questioned when you don't have everyone under the same live circumstances. Yeah. So one to watch just to get ahead. Um, Crisis Comms 101 – you know, get in front of things before they happen. So big transparency, um, really clear communication if this happens for Eurovision. Yeah, maybe the question marks came up a little more simply because of the remoteness of some of the uh, performances rather than... I mean, we have a lot of, you know, what do you call it, very dominant backing vocals happening at all the competitions. But uh, for some reason, it seemed to get mentioned a lot more in this one. Rather large announcement out of the EBU also during the week, Dale, was the logo for 2021. Yes, um, slightly different from last year. Um, so last year was all about looking in the past when countries debuted. This year, they've taken the same concept, but it's very much around looking out from a map. So Rotterdam's in the middle. It's going out to every capital, taking part across Europe and using those same color and the kind of color wheel. Just it looks slightly different, but similar 
uh, enough but different enough. So I, I like their approach. Yeah, I mean, it was an award-winning logo and a whole theming that they came up with last year. It would have been a shame to just sort of toss it all out and start again. I think what they've done is evolve that and uh, put it into a new setting with a new kind of uh, vibe to it as well. So I think it works. Yeah, it works well. Um, there's a big offshoot going off to Iceland showing it looks like it's the furthest away. <laughs> Despite Australia, if you actually put in place, which some fans have, it actually goes for like very much off the page, <laughs> off into the distance. But I, I really like it. So, um, yeah, no, it's nice. And uh, there was a lot of excitement that it might be an announcement of a new country mm. um, taking part. But uh, wasn't to be. Wasn't to be. Not on this year so far. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's talk about the 21 contest. And we've got some songs starting to come up. Israel have released some demo versions of possibly what El Idna Leni may be singing. Yes. So Israel dropped nine songs on us like a Beyonce album out of nowhere <laughs> during the week. Um, so their demos, as you mentioned, um, they're not sung by Idna Leni. There's a male vocal on there as well. Mm. So, you know, you have to use your imagination a little bit. Um, they're for online voting at the moment. So the public can vote for their two favorite songs. Um, so you get two choices. Uh, it is geo-blocked to Israel only to vote. But, you know, some some of us can work out a way to watch these but not necessarily vote on them uh so then this round of voting of those nine will go down to three songs after this the top two from the public vote and one selected by a jury and then um Eden Eleni will record the full versions of them and they'll have another vote terrific excellent short and sharp yeah by Israeli standards yes very short and sharp very very short and sharp so the Aussie Vision team actually did mean uh, manage to watch the songs and listen to the songs and we have a top two. We'll have a quick snippet of both of these two. And it is Set Me Free and Ooh La La. So thoughts on those two songs, Michael? Look, I'm not surprised at the team, and I guess we also gravitated towards these two as well. Mm. I think they're very much, from what we know of Eden from last year, very much in her wheelhouse. Yes. Uh, I don't want to pigeonhole her as like, oh, she's only a girl that does bops or up-tempo stuff. There is a couple of ballads in the mix there, but these seem to be the ones that I thought fitted pretty well with her. I think there was a number of songs that you just go, oh, that could have been in the national final last year. It really matched well. And I think that up-tempo, modern, with a bit of 90s house and a bit of Middle Eastern influences comes into a lot of these songs. I think Set Me um, Free gives me some Dua Lipa vibes, while the Ooh La La gives me that real kind of like uh, mid pop, middle middle Eastern bop um, and a lot to work with there. So either of those and a number of the other ones all of them could go. Like, there's about four songs, whatever works, and whatever works with her voice and a recording, any of them could go and any of them could qualify. I think they're very, very good. Yeah, they did a decent bunch, uh, a bunch on this one. So, look, Ooh La La was the one that stood out for me. I thought that is just like almost a progression from what she did last year. It's got a bit more oomph. I could really see that 
on the Eurovision stage. Well, we know we're going to get her singing and we know there's going to be dancing. Every single one has a <laughs> dance break in there. I actually uh, like Semi Free, but also Shoulders, I want to mention. I feel like there's more room to breathe literally for her <laughs> and more room to actually do some um, clear choreography and maybe just not so full on and messy at times as okay. some of the other songs are. Well, we'll see which one's the Israeli public pick. It won't be a ballad. Let's just put it that way. It ain't going to be a ballad. It will not. I've got a feeling it won't be a ballad either. All right, we also got some other songs delivered to us this week. Istilal, the Estonian song's always, always a big talking point with the fandom. Uh, ERR released 24 songs. You can catch them on YouTube if you're out there. You don't need to be you know, VPN or anything. They have allowed us everybody, haven't they? Thank you. <laughs> now, we're going to talk far more depth about these songs next week after we have a bit of a team vote and everything, but I'll just get your... Uh, overall impressions of the selections that we've heard. Yeah, I haven't got, th- got through nearly all the 24 songs, but got through a lot. And we're getting a very typical EC Lau package here. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got those kind of very radio-friendly songs, mainly by these amazing young female artists who mm-hmm. often fall down live, unfortunately, even though we love them a lot. Yeah, uh, we've got, got the... The we- Spotify songs. Yeah, the Spotify songs. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. them. They're, they're really good quality songs. Um, we've got the weird in there as well as EC Lau. There's enough weirdness there. We've got these big artists who are back as we mentioned previously Ukusa Viste from last year Koitatum Yuri Putzman Tanya um, and they've all from what I've heard so far got very solid songs and very kind of di- a different direction from their last one yeah. but maybe not maybe true to the artists themselves at some point so we'll see how the team votes next week yeah as always an interesting selection there was a talking point coming out of Istilal uh, regarding one of the songs one of the artists I guess we're going to touch on that now Dale what are your opinion on? Uh, let's let's we're going to talk about them. Let's talk about Alabama Watchdog. Uh, problematic lyrics, I would say. I, I'm not going to mince words with this one. Yeah, so there's been a lot of discussion online with the fandom around this uh, lyrics that came out of this song, um, which is actually instrumentally is quite a decent little rock song. Uh, but unfortunately, these lyrics are just like out there. Mm. I think even for, for you know, you, you allow some license with art and music, but I think there's a line that gets crossed. You've got a situation where you've got uh, anti like basically saying COVID is a lie. You've got transphobic lyrics in there. And that's just a line that shouldn't be crossed. My question, I don't like to talk about these things normally. I don't Mm. think, I don't believe in platforming these type of things, but um, ERR has chosen to platform this. And so we do have to talk about it. I say this stuff is just not aligning with, with us and our morals and how we think about things, and I don't think it's acceptable. Um, people will choose on how they vote, obviously, exactly. uh, the people of Estonia. Um, but for me, this is all the oxygen I want to give this song for the rest of the season. Yeah, pretty much, likewise. Um, the only issue I've got is why would you do this to the broadcaster? Are they trying to drum up some controversy? Are they? It, it, this could be more damaging than positive. So, look, you're right. I think we don't give it any more oxygen after this. To be honest, uh, yeah, very disappointing to hear that sort of stuff coming out. Exactly. All right, on one of the better notes throughout the week, we had Melody Festival and announced their, how many is it, 28? 28. 28 artists, Dale, and there were some pretty big names in there. Are you going to run through some of them for us? Yeah, well, let's go crazy. Let's go a nice, nice, fun plastic pop. I wanted some fun (laughs) after that. Um, But yeah, 28 artists, some really big names in there. I'm going to start with the one which I think is my favourite to win, um, and it is Eric Sade. And I'm going to give you a reminder of him at Eurovision. Oh, 
So that was Eric Sade with Popular, which came third in 2011, mm. which was Sweden's best result since 1999 and really kick-started their amazing decade. Reason I'm big on this this guy, he's come first, third, and fifth at Melfest. He hosted in 2019. Mm-hmm. He feels like he's been groomed to come out and win this contest. I'm expecting something really good from him. Um, it's the right kind of thing that Sweden are looking for. Mm. I also said that about Felix Salmon last year, <laughs> and look how that worked out. But still, a really big name to have him in there. Yeah, no, very big name. He did a great job of hosting also. He really, really did a great job. When he hosted, I was like, well, he'll be he'll be mm. competing in a couple of years and he's most likely going to win. It's a bit of a grooming thing, but he's not without some competitors. This Ooh. is a cracking lineup. Yeah. We've got returning from last year, Michael, the Mummers and Dotter. They could only be separated by one point and they're both back that this year and the Mummers as a Melfest winner. That doesn't happen normally. Yeah, interesting. Uh, the, the top two from last year back. I noticed the Mummers have a different songwriting team behind them this year. Uh, they've got Robin Sternberg from 2013. Yep. And Jimmy Jansen. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy hasn't got as many songs as last year in this year. But I know, I'm, oh, look, I'm sure we're going to have a very gospel melodic kind of song coming out of them. But interesting that they swap teams as far as... Uh, well, you never somewhere. know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see from there. Um, look, some other really big names as well. A throwback for the couple of artists here Danny Saucedo um, he's come second uh, third and third he had Amazing and In the Club he came second to Loreen in 2012 mm. that song Amazing would have gone any other year and probably almost taken out the crown at that point in time um, also huge name Eurovision winner mm. Charlotte Pirelli I was wondering when we're going to get onto her well we're just holding the best for the last <laughs> I mean I'm so excited to see her back she's obviously competed a few times mm-hmm. in Melfest she's won it twice obviously mm. went back to Eurovision with Hero in 2008 as well um, great to see there such a huge name look at these names Michael know, this is yeah. a Melfest and a half yeah fingers crossed the, uh, the the quality of the songs live up to the quality of the names <laughs> got another couple coming back from 2020 as well Alvaro Estrella he's back unfortunately without Mendes this year Dale. Oh, shame. Uh, and fan favorite, and actual, you know, like did very, very well last year. Paul Ray is mm. back again, also. But you were sleeping on Paul Ray last I, year. I admit that I certainly was, but it looks like we've got a, that real Melfest uh, mix. We've got a, some dance band in there, a couple of the older performers are coming back, things like that. Yeah, you've got rockers in there. I love the dance band group, actually. They're good. I checked out this stuff, it's right up my alley. But <laughs> you've also got Tess from Alcatraz, mm-hmm. great record as well. <laughs> Alcazar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> unless you, unless you did some, don't, don't get me wrong. Some of Alcazar's music was a crime, and she probably could have gone to Alcatraz. Oh, but yeah, anyway, that's following from Lena Headland coming up back a couple of years ago. Jessica Anderson is back. Party oh, voice, dance oh, like you, a mother. Oh, you will be. Anton Ewald as well. Avignana. That's just a, a huge range of stars, and all this young talent as well. Hmm. I'm really looking forward to Melfest. I think it's going to be one of the best in years. Fingers crossed. I mean, it's always good, but I mean, if they can bring in a crack, and we kind of need it with not many. We just uh, need this, don't we? We don't have that many national finals this year. We could We're going to milk it for everything we've got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. Uh, let's talk about other stuff that happened this week, Dale, particularly Aussie Vision stuff. Yeah, so we um, this is our fourth time we've done this. We do a national final countdown every year, which is basically the best national final songs of all time. We poll fans from mm-hmm. across the world, not just here in Australia, and we did the countdown just over overnight, the top 100 songs. Bit of a marathon there, but oh, it's great to remember and honour these wonderful songs yeah, that great, fall before getting to Eurovision. Yeah, 
you, you listen to these songs or you see them and you're like, oh my God, I remember this, I really love that, that's so good. Or occasionally you might discover one that you, you really didn't pay attention to at the time or maybe from a past year. Exactly, you discover these old gems. And to be honest, it's 90% of what we talk about on here is national <laughs> final songs. True. Um, so I'm just going to run through the top three very quickly. In third place was Annalisa from Italy with Il Mondo Prima de Te. Mm, OJ Second Chance winner. Correct. Uh, runner-up, we've spoken about her already. Another runner-up position, Dotter with Bulletproof came in second place. Yeah, I mean, songs from the, the year, the previous year, are always popular, but Annabba's second place, very good. And we'll play a little snippet of the winner. This is the back-to-back winner of the Aussie Vision National Final Countdown for 2020. Not a huge shock to see Electric Fields win an Aussie Vision poll on national final songs, but it was voted very much around internationals as much as it was Australians. It's an absolute classic national final song. It is, and it does appeal to the international fans, as you just touched on. A lot of international fans did vote for that, so no surprise there. So you can see the full top 100 and a couple of songs that just missed out as well on AussieVision.net, or you can go and check out the Twitter stream. Um, that we went through last night as mm-hmm. well. Look, out of the 129 Swedish songs, seven Australian, and the most popular national final, five entries from 2016 Melfest. So that's the classic year at the moment. Yeah, 29 Swedish songs out of a top 100. I mean, I'm not overly surprised, but uh, woof, that is a, that's a big number. They are the best. They really, really, really are. They certainly are. Okay, well, look, coming to the end of the week, we just wanted to say a quick few thank yous as always. Number one, thank you to all of you who contact us about your Spotify wrapped, saying <laughs> that the podcast that you binge the most or listen to the most yeah. was AussieVision. You have no idea how much that means to us when we get those kind of messages. Yeah, it's fantastic. It really does bring a smile to your face. And thanks for listening, guys. We really, really... Yeah, yeah we just talk into these, to the ether and we're like, oh, is anyone <laughs> actually listening? I mean, we know the numbers, but it's nice to see the people behind it. So we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, so that's it for this week uh, big thanks to research from Aussie Vision team this week Kyriakos Sinovitz as always Ford Carter and Laura Smith yeah I'm Mike Jones and I'm Dale Roberts and you can find us at Aussie Vision Net on Twitter and Facebook thanks, thanks. yeah thanks for joining us <laughs> thanks guys. for joining us <laughs>